Who were we before shame told us we weren't enough? I asked myself that question three years ago and I haven't stopped since. You see, shame tells us that we're alone in how we feel, that it doesn't matter what we think or say or believe. Every part of us that feels unfindable, unreachable, unseeable, unlovable has shame in it. And I believe so fervently that there is power in speaking to that shame. So join me as we reclaim the space that shame has taken up. Hello, you incredible human. I'm really glad that you're here. I'm grateful that you're spending your time with me. I'm your host, Emily Stearman. And on today's episode of Speaking to Shame, we are going to talk about my very favorite tool for, I guess, shame repellent and also healing past shame. It's like jack of all trades. It does a lot. I think the best part about this tool is that literally everyone already does it. We already know about this tool. We just don't apply it to shame. And it makes me think of, you know, using a hammer incorrectly. Like if you were trying to use a hammer as a screwdriver, you would get far less use and effectiveness out of that tool, but it's still a tool nonetheless, right? This is something that we can all use. It's a hammer that we're familiar with. We just aren't using it in a way that can combat shame. It always reminds me of like grade school when my teachers would say, put on your thinking cap. <laughs> this is what this tool, like this is the vibe that it gives me. This tool is to get curious. Ask questions of your shame. When was the last time that you said, wait a minute, shame, I have a question for you, and then held your imaginary microphone up to it to listen to its answer? When was the last time you did that? For me, that does not happen very often, or at least it hasn't happened as often in the past as it happens now that I know about this tool. I didn't used to ask shame questions because I believed it so fully, right? It was so much more convenient to believe that shame was telling the truth. It was so much more convenient to go with the flow and say, man, I just, I really am the only one who feels this way. Or man, I really am the only person who has ever done this or experienced this. Nobody else could understand this. I really am not enough. It was easier to just go with that and then make up the slack later. But now I'm living in such a way that that's not easier anymore. And I want you to live that way too. You can start living that way right now by asking shame a question. Think of something that you feel shame over. Is it your house? Is it your family? Is it a relationship that you have? Whatever it is that you feel shame about, I want you to picture that in your mind and I want you to go through these questions with me. Just apply your specific experience to these questions. So I'm going to use mom shame as an example. My child acted out in dance class and I immediately felt so shameful, like such a, the, the phrase, you're such a bad mom. You need to do better at parenting her. You need to do better at helping her understand when it's appropriate to act out. That just immediately infiltrated my thoughts. And I didn't ask shame the question right there in the middle of dance class because I was worried about helping my toddler calm down. (laughs) But On the way home, when I had some time and some clarity, I asked shame a question. Wait a minute, shame. Why does my daughter acting out in dance class make me a bad mother? 
Now just apply that same idea, that same open-ended question to your situation, whatever it may be. For my example, I'm going to use mom shame. Why am I a bad mom when my daughter acts out at dance class? Why is that immediately my first logical, not really logical, but why is that my first reaction? Well, because if I was a better mom, uh, she wouldn't act out. Well, wait a minute. Are you in charge of her emotions? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I thought we all got to be in charge of our own emotions. And we just, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep asking as many open-ended questions as we need to until we catch shame in the trap. And also remember, bring your grace with you. Bring your self-love. Bring your self-kindness and your self-compassion. Bring that with you. That matters. Every time you ask shame a question, it gets smaller and smaller and it takes up less space. And you know what's left in that space? Grace. Kindness, compassion, understanding hope to try again. So let's say, what if something happened that you have more, I guess, accountability for? You know, what if you feel ashamed for something that you said to someone? Okay, let's ask some questions. Why did you say that to that person? Were you feeling hurt? Were you feeling unheard? Were you feeling attacked? None of those things excuse the hurtful comment. But can they help you understand why you said it? Because if I've learned anything, it's that shame does not produce grief for another person. Shame produces grief for this idea that we're continually lacking. Shame produces this chasm of comparison that we can never overcome. Shame doesn't breed sorrow and I'm sorry's and second chances. Shame breeds stuck. So let's question shame before it can get us stuck in a behavior or a habit or an idea that we don't want to carry with us through our life. It really is miraculous that something as simple and basic and elementary (laughs) as asking a question can disrupt a huge cycle. I think of myself in, you know, junior high and high school specifically. And how I just heaped on the hate and the shame of myself. I was not smart enough. I wasn't talented enough. I wasn't pretty enough. I wasn't XYZ enough. And I know part of that comes with age and growing and developing and the joys of puberty. (laughs) But I also believe, knowing what I know about myself now and how we exchange shame like currency, I believe that I was experiencing shame in a very detrimental way. I was putting it in my backpack. I was heaping it into my pores, into my crevices and nooks and crannies. Everything that had room in it, I was like, shame here. Here you go. You're up. You got some space over here next to my kidneys. Unpacking it has been this massive undertaking, but it's powerful and liberating that I can ask a question and some of that shame immediately takes a hike. So does it really work? Can it really be as simple as asking a question? Why don't you find out? For the next seven days, I want you to, as much as possible, ask shame why, how, where, what, when. I want you to whip out your microphone every single time shame tells you a lie. 
And I want you to get to the bottom of that why as best as you can. I would love to hear what you find out. I would love to connect with you. Let's talk about the stories that shame tells you. Let's talk about the corners that you feel backed into because of shame. You can find me on Instagram, hello Emily Stearman. You can also email me, m at helloemilysteerman.com. I would love to connect with you and help you on this path to asking questions and ditching the lies that shame tells you. And as always, you are an incredible human being that is worth love. You are not unfindable. You are not too far gone. You deserve second chances and shame is a liar. I am so glad that you're here. I'm your host, Emily Stearman. And this is Speaking to Shame. I can't wait to rediscover who we were before shame told us we weren't enough. I can't wait to find those parts of us that need healing, that feel unfindable and unlovable, and remind them that shame is not our truth, 